The Coin Week podcast is brought to you by PCGS. Are you a banknote collector? PCGS is proud to launch PCGS Banknote as a premier third-party certification service for paper currency. Utilizing a new tamper-evident plastic case that seals all graded banknotes within a safe, inert quality holder, PCS Banknote certification will identify, grade, and protect your banknote for generations to come. To learn more, visit www.pcgs.com. In this episode of the Coin Week podcast, I'm going to wrap up the year by talking about three things. The state of the coin market as we enter the new year, U.S. modern coin winners and losers, and what I'm most looking forward to as we kick off 2020. Hi, everybody. This is Charles Morgan. I hope you guys are having a great end of the year, preparing for the holidays, uh, maybe getting some time off from work. We all deserve it. First, let's get this out of the way and talk about the coin market. Where are we at right now in the coin market? It's an interesting question. Uh, we've been getting the pulse of dealers throughout the summer, and a lot of them seem to be having kind of a tough time. Certain coins are selling well, of course, it's always the case with PQ high-end coins, but the middle area has been soft. My takeaway is that the market has been in a slide for much of 2019, and uh, this decline uh, is not exactly uh, aligned with the massive drop-off we saw following the November 2013 post-Newman market depression, but it's anybody's guess as to where things are going to go. Usually, the fun show is the bellwether for where the market is, and the 2020 fun show will be seen as no different from most market analysts. But I caution that the fun show and uh, the heritage auction uh, coming up in January is not actually going to represent the true health of the market. It's going to be a bubble, uh, a nice boost. But if we want to see whether or not the coin market in 2020 is in a better place than it is as we leave 2019, we'll have to look forward a few months to the Long Beach show and the Whitman show. By March, we'll have the culmination of a full first quarter in sales. We'll have uh, coin prices and paper money prices realized at auction for three months, and we'll have a full quarter of modern coin releases in, from the U.S. and world mints. If things do not show an upside by then, I think the industry will have to start taking a real hard look at whether it's a good idea to rely so much on a type of client that puts money in coins when other areas of the investment market aren't performing well. It's probably not wrong to say that the market for coins is being impacted by the incredibly strong bull market that the stock market's been on in recent years. For the longest time, I felt that the best area for growth in coins lies with the collectors who are not buying coins as investments, but are buying material typically under $3,000 a piece, with an emphasis on coins in the $100 to $300 price level. And it's probably time to have that conversation again. Let's uh, switch to modern coins. Uh, the US Mint had a very interesting 2019, offering a number of items, both uh, in the freemium category and in the premium category, and releasing things into circulation. Uh, that make the 2019 release calendar the most interesting and dynamic one in recent years, so probably for any period of years uh, since the launch of the state quarter program in 1999. Contributing Coin Week writer Joshua McMara Hernandez dubbed uh, several of the 2019 releases to be winners in his article, Winners and Losers. 
He uh, liked the 2019 Apollo 11 coin. He picked that as a winner. Uh, as for the secondary market, we have seen uh, quite a few repackaging opportunities, special holders and whatnot for this issue. Uh, and clearly, uh, this is a coin that has outperformed the rather dismal performance of recent U.S. commemorative coin uh, programs, uh, including the utter failure that was the 2018 Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Pink Gold Coin, which only sold a few thousand pieces. The 2019 W quarters that were released in the circulation, I think, were big hits. We saw a lot of certification of these coins as they came into the market. I think uh, our title sponsor, PCGS, did a great job offering cash prizes for the first ones that were submitted. And according to a conversation we had with David Ryder, the director of the U.S. Mint, the Mint intends to uh, continue these free Easter egg in circulation hunts in 2020. So I'm happy to hear that. Personally, I think the Mint should always have something like this, a W Mint coin of uh, any denomination, preferably every denomination that it could just uh, sprinkle into change. It would keep things interesting and exciting and give you a reason to look at your change. I can't say that I actually found a W coin in change yet. Coin Week's Hubert Walker has found two, but as I rack my brain thinking about all the times throughout the year that I actually received change, it's not as often as I would think, probably maybe once a week, maybe twice a month, not not on a regular basis. So use the debit card and credit card so many times that uh, the idea of actually tangibly exchanging cash for change isn't just something that happens. I think this has made this program markedly different than where we were in 1999 when you got quarters on a fairly regular basis. You could go to your bank and say, do you have the latest state quarter? And they probably had rolls of them. The way we spend money and deal with coins is much different now in 2019 than it was in 1999. And I think if we were to look 20, 30 years in the future from today, it's quite possible that we won't actually be using change much at all. Not everything the Mint put out in 2019 was a winner. We saw very lukewarm interest in the American Legion coins. Mint sets and proof sets continue their mediocre sales performances, and the gold and silver bullion programs did moderately well in 2019. When the U.S. Mint changes the design of the American Silver Eagle, I expect the current design to tick up in interest with collectors, but I think the new design in its first year of issue will be a big, unstoppable modern coin product. And the Mint would do well to offer a number of configurations of that design in its first year to build a new collector enthusiasm for this bullion coin product. So that's sort of my take on what the Mint did in 2019. I think it's it's been a good year. Uh, should every year be like this, we'd probably be in good shape on the modern coin market. The World Mints, of course, uh, continue to uh, produce a range of products from schlocky and, and, and generic looking uh, uh, coins, pop culture coins, to truly innovative and interesting designs. We're always interested in seeing the designs of the French Mint, uh, the, the UK uh, coins out of Germany are typically interesting, the Mint of Poland, the Austrian Mint, the Royal Mint of Canada, uh, and uh, the uh, Perth Mint are always offering interesting and innovative designs. I think my favorite coins of 2019 were probably the Perth Mint's bottle cap series. As for 2020, what am I looking forward to? Well, it's good to wind down the year and get a little bit of a time off, but heading into the new year full of new energy, I think the things I'm most excited about are seeing what types of collections are gonna be coming to market. I think 
we are seeing a transition from one generation of collectors to the next. And the enthusiasm I saw at the sale of the John W. Adams uh, Kamisha Americana medals was top tier. Uh, to see uh, John there seeing his prize collection sold uh, to a very enthusiastic crowd of dealers uh, shows that the coin market and the collecting hobby is still alive as it passes from one generation to the next. Uh, the catalog was expertly written, it was uh, wonderfully detailed, and the medals themselves were standouts. I'm always interested to see what types of collections come to the market, and I'm also excited to see major collectors uh, in the present tense offer their coins for viewing at the shows. Right now, there is no doubt that Delroy Hansen is setting out to become one of the most important coin collectors in the history of the hobby with his Super Eliasberg set. I look forward to for any opportunity we can get to see his coins presented at shows. Uh, David Lawrence Rare Coins has been doing a good job of that uh, with the uh, trade dollars uh, being on display at the last A&A. Of course, I also look forward to seeing uh, the fans, uh, fans of Coin Week or fans of coins in general. I can't tell you how often I walk around a convention floor and have uh, somebody approach me and say, I really appreciate what you do, either on the podcast and the videos or on the site itself. These compliments help uh, give us the feedback we need to continue to improve what we're doing. Uh, we also like seeing your coins because uh, your coins are the story of the hobby. Uh, as we tell uh, all these interesting uh, anecdotes and things and facts about numismatic history, one of the things that we're always thinking about is the collectors, because the collectors are the, the fibrous tissue that connect uh, the coins to us and our emotional uh, reaction we get when we see something. Uh, I'm just as enthralled by knowing that Colonel Green wrote a ledger about all the coins he bought uh, from stacks in the 1930s as I am actually seeing the coins themselves. So this is what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing you, meeting you, and, and hearing your coin stories. So as we wrap up the year, for everybody at Coin Week, I appreciate uh, you taking the time to listen, to read our articles, post your comments, and give us feedback. And I look forward to seeing you in a happy, wonderful, hopefully good coin market in 2020. Take care. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. Remember, you can download all 120 plus episodes of the Coin Week podcast for free from the iTunes store or stream them online on coinweek.com. 